All right, welcome to Live, Lead, and In Between, a podcast for leaders at any stage of leadership that want to be better at leading in life and everywhere in between. My name is Travis Jones, and I am the host for this podcast. And really, after giving it some thought, this is more of a coaching podcast for leaders. And I know there are no shortage of these type of shows out there. So hopefully this will add just a little bit of value uh, to your leadership in life. You know, let me let me give you a little bit of background on myself, because I think from a leadership perspective that it's helpful. Uh, I always think when I'm listening to these type of shows that, um, you know, I really I'm really interested in the background of the person that's actually talking about some of these things. So that way I know that they're talking from some experience um, as it were to have it. So so I've served in multiple areas of leadership in my ministry career. Uh, I've served as served as a children's pastor, a family's pastor, uh, a student pastor and an associate pastor. Um, I currently serve as the Minister of Spiritual Growth and Development at a local church uh, where I have lead responsibilities in most of the areas that I've previously mentioned. I have learned a ton uh, during my tenure in ministry, and some of those lessons were easy to absorb while others were pretty difficult to digest, but there were lessons just the same. So I hope to be able to share some of that insight uh, in this podcast uh, with with you guys. So today's topic is one of those lessons that was both hard to swallow and hard to absorb for me as a leader. But it was it was super important that I actually got this um, this this particular lesson. So this topic, uh, this month's topic is is on social media. Now I have actually titled it "Social Media or Social Nonsense." So where, where do I want to take us with this topic, right? Because uh, there's a lot of stuff out there with social media. So, so here's a couple different threads that uh, I think we can explore here. Number one, the purpose of social media and how we as leaders engage with it. Number two, the damage that social media has the potential to cause and, and why. Uh, and number three, how to address social media issues on your team uh, when they arise. And, and the number four is why there is a tendency for leaders to not engage on social media and and why we should. Um, I know that's a good deal of material to get through, um, so I hope you'll hang with me through it. So I want to start off with just a quick story involving uh, some social media, and this is a personal story for me. Uh, the names have been changed to protect the innocent, uh, though I'm not sure anyone was really innocent in this. <laughs> so uh, when I was serving as a children's pastor, I had an incident with social media. I was uh, I was fairly new to social media in general. It'd been out for a while, but I just had refused to engage in it. And then I got on and started. And uh, there was a prominent Christian leader and author that had written, had actually has written several books um, and still does, but had written a particular book that had some uh, statements in the book that could that came across as heretical. Um, and actually, they were heretical uh, and were contrary and contradictory to Scripture. Um, and so when this happened, I watched our Christian community on social media crucify this guy. Uh, and when I say it was ugly, that was a complete understatement. It actually disgusted me to see the comments being made on social media by professing Christians that were anything but Christian in nature. You know, one day um, I, I read a particular chat thread and I challenged the mob. I can't remember the actual statement that I made, but it centered around praying for the author and not speaking about him the way that, that folks are speaking about him. Uh, because, you know, he was a husband or is a husband and a father, and those comments could do damage to his family um, and, and to him. So to me, it seemed, uh, you know, hypocritical to engage in the topic the way that most were doing. Now, as you can imagine, uh, it, it got nasty. I got nasty responses from individuals on social media. It was, it was ridiculous. Uh, I thought things had kind of finished up after a couple of days, and then the truly irritating thing happened. Um, 
with regard to all this. I was called into my oversight's office. It was a senior pastor. Um, and, and that meeting was an interesting one. Uh, I was asked questions pertaining to my beliefs and whether or not that I ascribed to what the author was and had stated in his book. Uh, it was both interesting and confusing at the same time. Uh, I, I was told then that I needed to write a letter denouncing what was written in the book as a, as, as further as as my you know as if I wasn't clear enough, but as to further my position that I did not ascribe to the theology that was in the book. And we'll get to why I had the problem with this in a moment. Um, I, you know, I asked, who is this letter to? Um, and I was told that I didn't need to worry about it. Um, and the impression was given to me that those who were over me were worried about me retaliating against this person, uh, kind of what happens on social media, um, though that wasn't actually said. I was also told that uh, I was the one being protected in the situation, which really didn't add up from my perspective. Uh, now, I wasn't in the lead seat, so, you know, again, it didn't add up from my perspective. But all of this, because I stepped up and challenged some folks who were not acting like what they or who they professed to represent. I really struggled with writing the letter because I, I felt like it was out of line um, and that there, was a, that there was a shadowy group of people demanding it. And I wasn't allowed to know who. And I'm, I'm going to make a statement about your leadership and mine, and I hope that you'll absorb it. If you can't tell someone who has who it is that has an issue with them, you shouldn't be telling them that, that there's someone that has an issue with them. I don't believe it's a biblical thing. So I, I tell this story to help set up the topic because I think it helps to understand the complexities that exist within, within social media and the perceptions of social media. So um, let's dive in, and, and I will finish out and tell you what happened with the story toward the end here. So um, number one, the purpose of social media and how we as leaders engage with it. Uh, there are a lot of different platforms out there that might identify as social media, but in reality, there is only one true social media platform that currently exists, and that's Facebook. Um, I can say that because at its core, it's designed to encourage community, connection, and conversation. Some of the others, like Instagram and Twitter, have a particular uh, niche and, and are designed to that end. And when we talk about true social media, Facebook is it right now. And I'm sure there'll be others down the road like Parler and things like that that will try to break into the game and change the conversation. But Facebook is, is it right now. So the purpose of social media is to encourage conversation, connection, and community. Now, that being said, I want you to think for just a minute about how you or your organization currently utilize Facebook, for example. Most churches utilize it as an information posting board or a broadcasting platform for our services and info, when really we should be trying to develop community around those things. The harder thing to do on social media uh, is post with the intention of developing conversation in real community. The reason it's so hard is due to the way that most people treat it. Most people treat social media as their opinion-sounding board, and when their opinion is challenged in a negative way, we either lash out from behind our keyboard, uh, ignore it altogether, or delete the posts that is getting all the negative attention. So I propose the reason that we use it as a billboard and as a broadcast or to handle things the way I just mentioned is that we do so out of fear. As leaders, we should use wisdom, but never cave to fear. What do I mean by fear? Well, the current cultural temperature is one that cancels anyone with a perspective that is counter to the larger narrative. 
So fear of being canceled or fear of offending someone, the fear of creating negative attention for yourself, the list goes on and on. And the, the point of fear can't, the point is fear can't be our engagement mechanism because if it is our engagement mechanism, then engagement doesn't happen. Um, so how do we as leaders engage with social media? My two-word answer is this, authentic wisdom. We all want to look better than we do. So many times we try to paint ourselves or paint a picture of ourselves on social media that we have it all together. But let's be completely honest. Most of us, we don't. We need to be as authentic as possible uh, without sharing too much information. Now, I did an episode earlier on called um, A Christmas Letter to Leaders on that. So check it out if you're interested. Um, it was, I think, back in December of 2021. Um, but I'll say this, and for the love of God, use wisdom when you're being authentic. I have a friend who has a, a decision-making mechanism that I think is appropriate for the conversation. He asks himself, is it righteous? Is it prudent? And is it possible? Now, the first two things I think apply to this, uh, is it righteous or morally right and justifiable? Or better yet, does this post represent God or the God I serve well? Is it prudent? showing thought and care for the future or thought and care for others. As leaders, when a controversial topic pops up on our feed, should we ignore it? Absolutely not. Or at least not if fear is the motivating factor. We should attempt to provide light, not heat. But do keep in mind that you can still get burned even with a little bit of light. And even a small burn still hurts. The second thing I wanted to bring up is the damage that social media has the potential to cause. You know, we live in a culture that has forgotten how to disagree without demonizing one another because social media at its core is designed to be connective and provide community and relationships. Offenses are almost as numerous as the amount of friend requests you get in a year. All it takes is one disagreement to stir the pot among friends or acquaintances and the damage is done. Now, I use the word acquaintances because most of the people we have in our friend um, list are, are acquaintances. They're not true friends. Offenses uh, are, are the norm on social media because there's an absence of true relationship. Um, and in an absence of true relationship, offenses are easily rendered. Um, as a leader, I should consider every one of my posts as a relational investment in whoever potentially interacts with it. That sounds exhausting, right? It is, which is why I am not too terribly prolific as a social media poster. So just as scripture says that we should be slow to speak and quick to listen, I think uh, we should be slow to post and quick to read and process. Now, I know that's difficult um, because of the speed with which our world moves, but I think it's important if we're going to keep in mind the relationality of social media itself. But practically, though, what happens when an issue pops up regarding a post with a team member or uh, in a team you lead? So that's a that's an excellent question that I I've had to, had to deal with, and my story uh, dealt with that at the beginning. So so let's address some practical tips because ignoring it as a leader is not an option. So so here are a couple things. Number one, um, something I always use: if you can't address it in person with them, address it digitally and in private. Right? Even if you can address it in person, address it in private. Now, I've done this on multiple occasions. When a team member posts something that puts them in a light that isn't representing their calling, their position, or the organization they're a part of in, in, a, in a good way, I've sent them a private message in the same platform as the post that was issued explaining that. Um, and I do it with as much grace as possible. Typically, that addresses it quickly and they self-correct. 
Um, I've had it happen to me where I've had to self-correct. Um, and in-person option may take too much time to arrange, and in the end allows for more potential damage to be done in a world where posts last forever, right? Um, the, the Another thing you can do uh, from, your, from an organizational standpoint is have a social media policy in place. That way uh, everybody's aware of it and uh, you can point to the policy if someone breaks it, right? This will immediately make issues less about opinion and more about policy. It's easier to point to an agreed-upon policy than engaging in a potential potential opinion struggle with someone. Um, and if you don't believe me, go give it a shot. Try that, right? Um, another thing, never judge an individual by their post, right? A lot of people post on social media um, not with the purpose of engaging in relationship, but they kind of post as a, as a lash-out mechanism because they're hurt or offended uh, by something. And so you can't take the person and judge them by their post. Always use grace and understanding that you know, the, the post may not represent the person well, but there's still a person behind the post. And if the post is, is offensive, it's the post that is offensive, not the person, because the person is not the enemy uh, and never is, right? Because we're supposed to love everyone, right? Um, another thing is honesty is always best, even when it's uncomfortable. If you're having to engage with a team member uh, or someone you lead that in a way, in a mecha- in, in, because of the, a particular social media post, just be honest, uh, even when it's uncomfortable, I, you know, I, it's the truth hurts, right? You've heard that that statement before, um, but the truth can be like a scalpel, right? It does as minimal of damage as possible to do what it needs to do so that way healing can take place properly. So honesty is always best, even when it's uncomfortable. I would say especially when it's uncomfortable. Now, the other thing that pops up is what do you do with a paid team member versus a volunteer team member? Now, we had this pop up a, a, a while back and, you know, certainly with a paid team member that uh, does something on social media that isn't representing themselves well or the organization, there's things you can do if you have a social media policy in place. And that's that's easy, but it's typically the volunteer team members um, that can give us the most strife because, you know, we feel like we don't have the right to say anything in those situations. But I'm going to challenge that notion and say, if you have a volunteer team member who has placed themselves under your authority, and I'm speaking from a ministry standpoint right now, if I have a volunteer individual that has placed themselves under my authority, um, and that authority is spiritual, they've given authority over to me, then I, I, as a leader, I need to step into those situations and handle it with grace, understanding, and and, and truth, right? Uh, but I'm not going to judge them, but, but handling it with those type of mechanisms and ways I think are important because you care for the person and addressing it and, and allowing for self-correction to take place is, 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 is great. Now, if you have a volunteer that just is obstinate and just defiant on the, the particular post and how it represents, well, then that's another conversation where you have to actually sit down with that volunteer and say, listen, um, if you're going to do this, then we, we, you know, if you're in this position and that position is one of leadership or perceived leadership, you need to make sure that, that you're not doing things that can lead others down a path that's hurtful. So that's a whole other conversation that you have with those. But I think the standard is is the same. It's just how you approach it. So, so that's that's how I believe you can address. And these are just some ideas for addressing social media issues with your team when they arise. Now, number four is the question: Why there is a tendency for leaders not to engage on social media, and why we should. Now, this last one, I have to say, I get so irritated watching most of our national leaders in the U.S. post on social media. I read their post and I, I roll my eyes. And I'm, I'm talking about both sides of the aisle here. It, it's, it's like they've lost their minds. 
Um, and, and, and if I've said, if I said half of the stuff that I read on the social media posts of our national leaders, I would be unemployed and I would know why, right? There wouldn't be a guess in the world as to why I'd be unemployed in that moment because of the things that were coming out of my mouth digitally, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to make a rare political statement or political comment here. Um, if you're in a position of elected leadership, you have no business acting like a fool or continuing to divide people. You were elected to lead, so lead everyone, not just the group that you were elected to lead, or not just the group you, that elected you. Is a better way to put it. This is why I wouldn't make a good politician. I, I just don't. I don't understand some of the, the the things that I read coming from people who are who are leaders, and I'm using air quotes right now. Um, so, but at any rate, you know, back to the topic. There, there's a tendency for leaders not to engage on social media, and I think there are a number of reasons why. Someone include the issues that I've already mentioned. Others might be the thought that social media isn't here to stay. Well, it is. I can I can attest to that. Um, or here's another one. It's not worth my time. I would say this. If you're about people, then it is because 80% of people are on it, right? And you want to go where the people are. Um, or there, there may also be this one. I don't want to get drawn into an argument. Well, the fun part about that, that statement is you're in charge of how you respond uh, or if you do. Um, and so being drawn into an argument, you can't be drawn into an argument if you're in charge of your response. Uh, and then this last one, you don't want to look bad. Well, be thoughtful and be prudent and you won't look bad. So I, I think it's important that we as leaders engage on social media because those we lead are already there and they need us to in a big way. So, you know, I, I entitled this social media or social nonsense and I did that because so many times what I read on social media is just nonsense, but there are other times where there's actual community and actual relationships that are developing or taking place. And that to me is the root of what social media is designed to be. Now, I want to go back to my story before we close. Um, I, I wrote the letter, I gave it, and it wasn't, it wasn't a terribly difficult letter for me to, to write. Um, you know, denouncing these particular views because I didn't hold these views in the first place. So I wrote the letter, but I was still confused as to, to why I was having to do it. And then, you know, about a year later, uh, one of the elders in our church actually came up to me and uh, looked at me and said, man, that took some guts to write that letter. And I immediately knew that he was the guy that was offended <laughs> at my post. And I thought, okay, I have a couple of different ways I can respond to this. Uh, the way I chose is I looked at him and said, it took no guts to write that letter uh, because I didn't ascribe to the particular beliefs anyway. So that wasn't my issue. And I said, my issue was the way that that um, that people who claimed the name of Christ, the people that, that said, I'm a believer and have signed on the dotted line, my issue was with the way that those people were attacking and addressing someone um, that that could have used love that could have used understanding, that could have used conviction and correction, not condemnation. That was my issue. And I felt like I needed to step in and address that. So it took no guts. And he just kind of looked at me for a minute because I think he finally understood what it was I was saying. And uh, and at that point, I just left the letter thing alone. Um, so, you know, here it was a social media misunderstanding that caused this, this rift that I didn't even know about. Um, and I had the opportunity later on to actually explain myself to the person who was offended. And then they, when they got it, they were like, wow, okay, well, that makes sense. 
uh, right? Which is why I didn't cost, didn't, it wasn't hard for me to write. Now, I didn't agree with having to write it because it had nothing to do with what I was talking about. But nonetheless, uh, it, it just is a prime example of, of the, you know, the thought of social media or social nonsense that's out there and how damaging it can be, how miss, how you can take things the wrong way, uh, how, you know, if there's real relationship, you, that's what the whole thing's designed for. So I'll stop there with that. So um, I'll go ahead and say we'll close with that. And, and like I said, I hope this has been helpful. Uh, if you'd like to leave me a message, you can do so by using the link uh, in the show notes uh, or by clicking the episode website. And also, uh, there's a new thing we've got on there. If, if you'd like to support this podcast, uh, there's a link in the show notes as, show notes as well uh, for that. So until, until next time, uh, my name is Travis Jones, and this has been Live, Lead, and In Between. Be blessed.